What's up, Stars Aligned? Long-time Dallas Cowboy fan and radio journalist Chris McSwiggin here with you. And I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys right now and what they've done in free agency and how quiet they have been in free agency compared to, you know, other teams and other teams even in their division. And, you know, in a way, I, I understand the philosophy from the Jones family saying, you know, why overpay for, you know, aging talent when you can, you know, get somebody young and cheap in the draft who could be an impact player for, you know, 10 years or however long it is. But I I get it. But, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the Honey Badger was available and Dominic and Sue was available, uh, you know, some of the bigger name wide receivers, Macklin, Jail Crabtree, Jordy Nelson, that they passed up on. uh, I just, I, I don't, part of me, wants to say what are you doing and pull my hair out but part of me wants to say hey stick with the system stay true you know stick to your guns stay true to your to your word and 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 do what you know you said the plan is they have signed uh, Joe Thomas, the linebacker who's played, I think, what, 70 games or whatnot for Green Bay. So he should be able to fill in for Anthony Hitchens, uh, at least in the depth department. But uh, it's looking like right now we're not going to go after a high-profile free agent. So what I'm going to attribute to the show here today is who I think the Dallas Cowboys should draft. And I've been looking at this, and there's a lot of rumors swirling around right now. There's a lot of uh, things saying that Dallas might end up trading their first pick to Seattle in order to get Earl Thomas in there, which would be huge. Former Legion of Boom member, uh, now a free agent in Seattle. Uh, Cam Chancellor is also on their radar. Uh, you know, So I, I would be happy with all of that. Um, not necessarily maybe trading the first round pick, but still to have a guy like that in the secondary, we haven't had one of those since I can remember. So I, I guess I would have to be okay with it if they did it. But let's just say they stay, you know, they stay firm, they stay pat. Maybe they trade next year's first round pick or something like that, and, and they get them. But, but let's just say right now they keep number 19. For pick number 19, I'm looking at this Dallas Cowboy team and what they need. They got a young secondary. Uh, you know, those guys led by uh, Jadobia Woozy, who's going to be coming back, as well as Jordan Lewis, who had a great game, a uh, great year, having to play most of it as a rookie, as well as Xavier Woods is going to be good. They, they, they're going to have a pretty good, pretty decent secondary, uh, and the cancer that is Orlando Scandrick is out of there now. So I think that's okay. If they get some depth at linebacker, I looked at that position, the D-line, they have the tag on Irving. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at... And this is going to sound crazy for Dallas Cowboy fans, but I'm looking at that offensive line. That that great, you know, the, the what was it, Legion of Boom or the Legion of Room, as we called it in the Stars of the Line show. I'm, I'm looking at that offensive line because their guy, Jonathan Cooper, just signed with San Francisco. And we saw what happened last year when they had their backup in in that position in that game against Atlanta that was disastrous when Dak was sacked, you know, what, like seven times or something like that. So what I think they should do at the number 19 pick is solidify that offensive line. I think that they should make their offense more Dak-friendly, as they said that they want to do. They want to kick Lyle Collins back into his natural position at guard and put somebody out there who could be a tackle on the other side across from from um, Smith. So who, who's available? Who, who are they going to take? Well, 
I have a lot of red flags about Orlando Brown after his combine performance. Really was not happy with that. I know he's a mountain of a man. He was great at Oklahoma, uh, but I'm not super happy with, with what he showed. And, and, you know, the Dallas Cowboys just don't need anybody coming in negative right now into the draft, especially in the first round. So I, I'm writing him off of my board for the time being. But looking at the offensive linemen, I mean, Connor Williams is probably going to be there unless, you know, somebody decides to scoop him up early. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, Colton Miller, uh, Notre Dame and UCLA, respectively, they're probably both going to be there. They'll be great tackles uh, that that are on everybody's first-round radar. Uh, But a guy I think is is the the sleeper in this whole thing, okay? And, And it's a guy you may not have heard of from a school that you may have or may not have. But if you want to leave Collins at tackle, because Lyle Collins at the end of the season was playing pretty good out there at tackle. He, he's coming into his own out there. You want to leave him at tackle, I would plug in Will Hernandez. University of Texas El Paso. Go look this kid up. If you haven't seen him yet, he is an absolute refrigerator with legs. He just moves people around. He, he is you know, tough physical. I think he's what, like six four, three twenty five, something like that. I don't have it in front of me at uh, this moment, but the guy is insane. He's athletic. He's agile. Uh, commits very few penalties, and he's going to open up a lot of holes for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I, I don't. I don't feel that a tackle is going to be as beneficial as a guard is going to be, seeing that the that the hole that they have is at guard. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, Collins playing as well as he has at tackle to move him back to guard and putting a question mark out there on the right side with that pass rush, especially facing pretty good pass rushes uh, in Philadelphia, Washington, uh, and, and numerous teams on their schedule this year. I don't think that a, that a question mark rookie, you know, right tackle is going to be, or left tackle is going to be what they need. Uh, I I would, I would keep the experienced Collins out there at tackle, and I would draft a guard. Uh, Billy Price, also from Ohio State, another guy that I'd look at. He can play any position on the line from, you know, in, in the interior anyway, from center to either guard slot. And I, I think that, um, you know, that's going to be the approach. Uh, that or a wide receiver. And the only other reason why I would take a wide receiver or maybe a pass-catching tight end would be we know that this defense is going to have its growing pains. We know that they're young, especially with that hole with Anthony Hitchens, the, you know, made of glass Sean Lee, who we, we don't know if he's going to stay healthy or not. Uh, you know, Jalen Smith coming off that horrific injury. I don't think he's still 100% despite what they say. So I know the defense is going to have its growing pains. The Dallas Cowboys have made it abundantly clear that they want to try to outscore teams in order to sort of make up for that defense. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, and you continue to just pound the rock and, and throw it high precision. And, you know, with, with Des Bryant out there, I think if you take some pressure off of Des to be everything— and, and, you know, you, perhaps you cut Bryce Butler. I, I would leave Williams. I like Terrence Williams and what he brings to the table. I would get rid of Bryce Butler, possibly Noah Brown. Uh, I would bring in a Calvin Ridley if he's there from Alabama. Uh, I also like this kid. And, and again, he's a local Texas product uh, that I, I just – I think he's getting slept on personally. But I watched him a lot in, in the combine. I watched his tape. The kid's an absolute monster. It is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is – the uh, he's from SMU, 
big receiver, Paydirt Machine. He's going to be one, I think, to watch out for if Dallas is looking for sort of that threat. However, if Dak is getting chased around left and right, he's not going to be able to throw the ball. So I would focus right now on offensive line, fortifying that line for Dak, for Zeke, being the best offensive line in the league once again, focus on everything else afterwards possibly get a wide receiver in the second round uh possibly maybe get a linebacker in that second round we have some compensatory picks as well uh and then possibly maybe go out and get like a kenny vaccaro or something like that in free agency just to sort of shoulder the load a little bit and make it not sting quite as much so that's my take uh free agency's been quiet i don't personally think that there's anybody worth picking up anymore so i would build through the draft just like the Dallas Cowboys want to do but it's all about being selective it's all about who you're going to take and and strategic it's a chess match and right now I don't think anybody is expecting Dallas to take an offensive lineman in the first round with the offensive line that they already have it's not a sexy pick but it's a smart pick look at Zach Martin look at Travis Frederick okay obviously look at Tyrone Smith you got three Pro Bowlers on that line. Lyle Collins is uh, on the border of Pro Bowl as well. I even think he made one. So they've got four out of the five guys. If you can get one of these high-profile rookies in there, you're going to give Dak Prescott all the time in the world to throw the ball, which he needs in his development. And you're going to open up holes for arguably the, re- the best running back in the game outside of Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott. So that's what I would do. It's not sexy. It's not a flash pick. But it's a smart pick. So that's what I would do. Offensive line, number one. Wide receiver, number two. Linebacker, number three. And secondary, number four. That's what I think Dallas Cowboys should and would and will do. Uh, But again, that's just my take. That's why they're making the big bucks and and I'm sitting here uh, in front of a radio microphone. So who knows? Uh, But that's my take. And we will see you tomorrow with some more about the Dallas Cowboys here on the Stars Align. Welcome to the next episode of the Stars Line Show. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Facebook group, hashtag DC4L. It's obviously hashtag uh, Dallas Cowboys for Life, but they might have, um, there actually might be a group that spells out for life, so that's not these guys. It's hashtag DC4L. Um, they let me post in their group, uh, just kind of trying to get some eyes on the podcast, so I do appreciate them. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I just want to shout them out. Um, so moving on, I do appreciate all the comments, all the likes, all the follows, all the plays I'm getting for the podcast. Um, we're definitely doing well. Um, it's slow and steady. We're starting back out again. So the beginning is going to be uh, a growing process, even though we were established at one point, uh, we took about six months to a year off. So, we're trying to uh, get back in the swing of things here. And um, something special for you today, uh, as you probably heard, uh, Chris, my, co- my co-host, my former co-host, you can call him a co-host now, we don't do the show together, um, but I do like the idea of kind of doing kind of like a Chris's takes thing, where he sends me a recording, uh, five to ten minutes long, where he just kind of rambles on about some stuff that uh, he's thinking about, and then I respond to him. 
So he kind of touched on free agency and how the Cowboys aren't really going after any big names and then kind of brought it to, well, since we're not going to do anything and make a splash in free agency, we might as well build through the draft. So he named off a few things that he wanted us to do for the draft or that he might think we are going to do for the draft. And I thought they were very interesting. Um, I was shocked to hear O-line, but at the same time, it does make sense because there is a hole. Uh, we, we were always dubbed the best O-line in, in the NFL, and I used to shit on that notion uh, all the way back to two years ago because, in my opinion, it's the O-line's fault that Tony Romo is no longer our quarterback. In my opinion... Tony Romo's injury problems are because the O-line couldn't hold it together. Now, I don't think that that's the best O-line in football, in my opinion. If you can't even keep your quarterback upright, that doesn't mean that you're the best O-line in football. I don't care what the data says and how they judge O-line positions statistically. Dude, we couldn't even keep Tony Romo healthy. And that's not because he's weak and he's frail. BS, dude. He, that, that man has been taking a beating for years and years and years, holding the Cowboys on his shoulders. So don't give me that crap. That was literally, he was running for his life and he was keeping things alive. The elusive ability of Tony Romo is second to none. And honestly, some people might joke, but I think Romo's elusiveness is up there with Michael Vick. I don't think he's as fast as Michael Vick or... Is shifty, but I think Romo's had some nasty escaping the pocket plays that rival Michael Vick's highlights. So, you know, maybe do your research. Go on YouTube and go look at some of those highlights. Hell, go look at one of the highlights against the Falcons, where Romo evaded four different pass rushers and then threw a pass touchdown to, I believe it was Patrick Creighton uh, in the back of the end zone. But it's been a while. I haven't seen that clip in a while, and that clip was from a long time ago. But anyways, so to my, to my point, Chris, is, he brought up a valid thing, which is our O-line has a big hole. And if we're going to take our tackle, move him back to guard, and then have this open hole out on the right tackle, it makes it hard to believe that Doug Free left this O-line in such a mess. Because I didn't think Doug Free was anything special. Um, but that's what seems to be happening. Um, so, now, I mean, at 19, are there O-line? You know, are there are there O-line players at 19? Because that's where we're drafting, 18 or 19, I forget. So, it's that late middle of the first round. And I'm hearing it makes way more sense to go after a wide receiver. Now, I put up on our Facebook page, the Stars Alliance Show Facebook page, at the Stars Alliance Show, um, I put up, you know, before I do the next podcast, who would you like the Cowboys to draft this year with their first-round pick? Offense, like a wideout, O-line, defensive, defensive back, linebacker, pass rush. And some of the comments I was getting were a lot of wide receivers. Um, one of the people, Jimmy, Jimmy L., he put in Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton, uh, wide receiver, SMU, or he said Sonny Mitchell in the case that Zeke continues to be a dumbass, which I completely agree with. Um, I'm worried about Zeke. Now, I think Zeke is a beast, 
But if that dumb motherfucker can't keep his shit straight and can't get his mind right and realize that football comes first, I don't know how long we put up with Zeke. Now, I'm, I, I understand this is going to come off as very over the top and blah, blah, blah. But people, think back about Des Bryant. Okay, we are living the real reality here. We're the real reality, what a fucking idiot. We are living the reality of Dez being, like, not a Dallas Cowboy, okay? Dez has been, has, he's become worth, he's got so many problems, so much baggage, and he's not producing. There's zero production coming from Dez. So, the little numbers that he's putting up, the herd put up on the show. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode. The herd put up his stat line with Jermaine Curse, and they're they're literally virtually identically the same numbers. Him and Jermaine Curse. Okay, Dez Bryant throw up the X. This guy's supposed to be prolific, top five wide receiver in the league, and this dude's numbers rival Jermaine Curse of the New York Jets. Yes, you heard that right. So I think that's a fucking joke, and it's pathetic that. Des Bryant's numbers are are equal to Jermaine Curse, who in reality, Terrence Williams, our like third string wideout, could put up Jermaine Curse numbers, and that's what Des is throwing up. Not throwing up the X, he's throwing up dog shit numbers for 16 mil a year. All right, so that's where I'm saying you better be careful because if we go out and we pay Zeke, and then all of a sudden Zeke decides he still wants to keep you know pulling girls' tits out at a Mardi Gras fucking party and being an idiot and being in the public eye and doing stupid shit or getting caught walking into a fucking pot store, dude, like, you're, you're the fucking running back of America's team. Get your head together, dude, okay? I understand that the real face of the team should be the quarterback, but that ain't Dak, man. Dak is checked down Charlie. He is not living up to the hype. So now the face of the team is shifting to the running back. The prolific big-name running back. I can honestly say, go ask anybody, who's the face of the Dallas Cowboys? Everyone's going to say the dude with the belly shirt. They're not going to say Dak Prescott. So this is where I'm a little scared. So back to what Jimmy said, you know, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, I I do like getting a, a nice, fast wide receiver that takes pride in running routes and separating. Or looking for some insurance at that running back position, you know, I'm a little freaking worried, I am worried, is Zeke mature enough to handle this, I don't know, I truly don't know the answer to that, and I think what I need to see, everybody says, who the fuck are you, well, what I fucking need to see is a Dallas Cowboys fan, okay, to continue to give my support to this establishment, this franchise, is I need to see Zeke in a year free of controversy and uh, anything that has him in the public eye in anything but a positive way. Okay, so I need to see Zeke not in trouble for an entire year. All right, not being late for practice, not getting caught out on a on a you know a game night, night before the game, blah blah blah. I don't want to see that kid in the paparazzi for anything. Now, if he gives me that, I support not drafting anybody at that running back position because I do believe he is a freak of a talent and he could be all time great. 
You had all-time great saying he could be all-time great. So when greatness recognizes greatness, <coughs> excuse me, that's a real thing. Okay. So let's say let's say Zeke can he can hold it together. All right. Let's say he shook from last year and he decides he can keep his shit together. That's where I think wide receiver is the way to go. Now, Chris brought up, you know, O-line. Okay. I do agree with him. So, I'm okay with one of two things happening. I'm okay with them taking a stud O-lineman at that 19 pick. Or, if there's an O-lineman that's going to fall to the second round, that's, uh, you know, that, that fringe or that bubble player first to second round uh, talent... I'd rather them take it there. I don't think we have the scouting to find. What do I want to say? To find the the wide receiver studs late in rounds. I don't think we have that. I don't think we have that story where we found somebody that was either undrafted or late in the rounds that ended up being a stud. Now that other than Tony Romo, but that was Parcells. You know what I mean? It was Parcells and Sean Payton that discovered Tony. So I don't give any credit to the current regime. Um, I, you know, listen. I like Jason Garrett because he's his textbook. His book. His textbook. He's clean cut. Says all the right things. I don't like what it's producing. He he's not getting us anywhere. Okay. He he just he isn't getting the job done. I think we need more of a hard nosed coach. Now, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Starbucks Double Shot. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm sipping on on my way into work. Um, so when you hear me pausing for more than three seconds, I'm chugging that bad boy. Um, all right, so moving on with the whole draft thing, all right? I, I personally, I think Chris has it right. I think you go O-line or wide receiver. Now, beyond that, I can't imagine what the hell you waste them pick on, you know, do we, do we get more pass rush, do we get more linebackers, I don't know, uh, that's what, that's what brings me to my next point, um, well, actually, I'll, 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 uh, I'll leave, I'll leave this part for after this, but, so, I posted another thing on Facebook, and I believe on Instagram the other day, uh, Greg Rosenthal released NFL quarterback rankings as top 12. And guess who ain't on the list? Dak Prescott. So I'll read you the order. Number one is Tom Brady. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Roethlisberger. Four, Breeze. Five, Carson Wentz. Now that has to sting. Okay. Uh, six, Car- uh, Russell Wilson. Seven, Matt Ryan. Eight, Cam Newton. Nine, Matt Stafford. 10, Andrew Luck, 11, Phil Rivers, and 12, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, Dak, you have been bounced out for A, a guy who hasn't played a full season, B, a guy who most say is more of a runner than a passer in Cam Newton, C, a dude in Matt Stafford who, yeah, he's got some hell of an arm, but he ain't doing shit in Detroit. So, come on, Dak, you can't even break the top 12, dude. Use this shit for motivation, man. Like, everybody's loving what you're putting out there. You got positive vibes, and, and we love your story. We're sorry for your mom's loss, for your loss of your mother. 
dude, we all want to get behind you, but we need you to throw the ball. Throw the ball, Dak. Get that ball downfield. Let your wide receivers make a play. All right? Now, that brings me to my next batch of rumors. Rumor has it Alan Hearns was at the Cowboys yesterday visiting. All right. He put up decent numbers for for a guy that was with Jacksonville, okay, playing with Blake Bortles. Now, as a guy who was in Jacksonville playing with Blake Bortles, he put up eh numbers. My whole thing is, will he be coming to anything better than Blake Bortles if he signs with us? Now, I know that's a huge insult on Dak, but man, you know, Blake and Dak's stat line started to look pretty damn similar. The more and more you think about it, go and look back. More and more of these 200 you know, yard games. What is it? One TD, one pick, or you know, maybe they get to 300 and have like a hell of a game, but they end up, you know, getting like two TDs. Like these aren't real quarterbacks, in my opinion. In my opinion, a quarterback needs to be able to go and throw for 400 yards on any given day, get you three TDs, easy. So I don't know. I'm I'm worried. When I look at these free agent wide receivers, which 90% of them we bombed on, they were leaving, you know, quarterbacks that put up decent numbers and coming to a quarterback who didn't put up decent numbers, in my opinion. You know? Dak's picks went way up, and most people will say it's because he decided to throw the ball downfield. So, if, if that's the case and he can't throw the ball downfield without throwing more picks, then, I don't know, man, maybe we need to start looking another direction for a quarterback. I'm, I personally love Baker Mayfield, but that's a pipe dream if there ever was one. Um, we're not going to take a quarterback this year's draft. Uh, <laughs> it just ain't going to happen. But I would love it if we got Baker. Um, I think he's the second coming of Johnny Football, but I think he's better. And I think that he would not be rushed out of the league like Johnny was. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to my last thing here. Uh, Earl Thomas and the Cowboys, you know, there were rumors circulating that saying they are in talks with us. Seattle and Dallas were talking about an Earl Thomas trade. Everybody saw that clip, Earl Thomas running down Jason Garrett after the uh, after the game against the Seahawks, saying, come get me. Um, first of all, you want to talk about how, how dysfunctional Seattle is. You had their player basically showing there was going to be a fire sale way before there really was a fire sale. I mean, look at that team now. Bennett's gone, Sherman's gone, Thomas is going to move. Now, whether we get him or not, he's leaving. My issue is Richard Sherman at one point was the best corner in, in the NFL. So why is it the best corner in the NFL gets cut, but yet Earl Thomas is costing a first-round pick? Fucking kidding me? A first-rounder? I'm fine with a third. I'm fine with two-thirds. I'm fine with a third and a fourth. 
but a first round pick come on now I understand the more you think about it well I mean how many first round picks turn out to be Earl Thomas okay good point but still there's a chance you know if you get rid of that first round pick you're getting Earl Thomas now I understand yeah he is established but he is a little bit older and I mean what's that gonna be good for getting Earl Thomas now means we might have him for what five years I mean, three before his productivity starts to really go down. He's a hard-hitting safety, man. He lays it on people. So I would love to have Earl Thomas on our team. I think he would be the leader in our secondary that it, that we need. I think you put him and uh, Byron Jones with all the kids back there. Holy shit. That would be a hell of a secondary. It would be some, uh, you know, some growth and some maturity that would need to happen there, but I think everything would settle and work itself out. So, I personally like that, um, you know, Earl Thomas and Dallas thing, and would I give up a first-round pick? Yeah, but I just think it's fucking ridiculous that Richard Sherman got cut, but yet Earl Thomas is, <laughs> they want a first-round pick. I mean, damn, I think it's because they know Dallas wants them, and we're so desperate for a safety, so they're just trying to rip us off. But, Alright man, this was a cool episode uh, You had a little bit of Chris at the beginning You had a lot of me um, I'm, I'm going to do this every week So Stay tuned, you know, we're on iTunes now That's awesome And uh, make sure you check us out, listen to us on SoundCloud Subscribe, like do You know, do it all folks And uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook At the Stars Align Show Alright, enjoy your Thursdays Take it easy